Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, 5-4 Braves now. Just told Grant during the break, his Vern brought up Ronald Acuna. You realize what he was hurt on July 10th, the ACL? You realize he led Major League Baseball and run scored then? Like his last game this year was July 10th. He was hitting 283, 24 home runs, 52 ribs, 72 runs scored. Jorge Soler, not in the lineup for the Braves either. COVID list. For him, Christian Pache just came into the game, but uh, he was added to the roster when Solaire went down. But regardless, the postseason is fun. 913 is asking if the Bucks broke the Chiefs. I don't think they broke them. Like the defense has a big part to do with the Chiefs right now. Andy Reid kind of addressing some of the situations yesterday when he met the media. We'll meet the media again tomorrow. Clyde goes on the uh, IR today. Derek Gore gets activated to the uh, active roster. Former University of Alabama, Louisiana Monroe product. I like Gore. Like, he was the camp guy, wasn't he? And Fountain was released today. But of all, Derek Gore was a big camp guy, big preseason guy. People like Gore. Like, again, this is why I'm not going after Marlon Mack. I'm okay with Gore. Like, running backs, I'm not running out to give up draft pack uh, capital. Because this team needs so many defensive draft picks to throw which I wish they would look at my mock drafts from time to time because <sighs> gotta gotta look at Boogie Basham this past week I really like him Andy Reid addressed the team's communication issues yesterday when things aren't going right <laughs> that's um, it's not necessarily communication as much as it is the execution part of it and and um and then maybe trying too hard to make something happen. Um, you know, whether it's gaining an extra yard, whether it's trying to make a throw, uh, tip ball, finally keeping a hand down on it or handing it off. You know, I mean, it's it's one of all these things. I don't know if that's necessarily communication, um, but it, it, it comes across that way. But I, I think people know what they're doing. It's just you got to do it. And... You can't, uh, you, know, you can't go above what you, what you're supposed to do. Just let it, let it happen. That's the part I, I find. Defense has had communication problems. That's been known. 
But were there a few on offense as well? I think you could say there is, which is really weird when you think about the amount of players that have been here and continue to be here. I know there's some new pieces, but the core of this team, the Super Bowl team is still here, and the coaches are all here still. You know, Spags is still here. Dave Merritt's still here. Uh, Matt Matt House. I mean, Sam Madison, the whole group on defense. Kafka, the enemy. Reed on offense. Greg Lewis still here, though he changed positions. He's coaching. But the communication issues are weird, and one of them was Dan Sorensen. After the game, Andy Reid was asked a question, you know, about Dan Sorensen. Was there miscommunication with him in the secondary? He said he hadn't watched film yet. He'd go back and watch film and give his uh, – he's talking about the Dawson Knox touchdown uh, that he got over Dan Sorensen, who gave up two touchdowns in that game on Sunday night. But Reid did go back and watch that film. That's what he said about Sorensen, that miscommunication on the Dawson Knox touchdown. He ran a corner route, and then he kind of turned it back up into a swing route. And um, as a quarterback moved, and and he dropped him there. So he can't do that. He had his eyes in the backfield and, and lost where the tight end was. So you got to make sure you got your eyes on him and, and know where he's at. That's an issue. I can tell – you kind of tell Reed – you kind of tell he's happy, not happy. Like, those type of things will drive him nuts. Like, you talk about placement. I mean, they, they are who they are. They have who they have. But the wrong assignments. And even look if you look at the running game of Josh Allen, you know, there's a play there where I saw Sorensen go the wrong way. It's like, man, go out and hit. You know, you're there to make the play. Go hit Josh Allen. Didn't. That's why they, they more Thornhill. I mean, you got to do 100% of the snaps. Like, Sorensen hasn't merited that. He has not merited that with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a liability. Here was uh, Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field talking about the offense, and he and the wide receivers not on the same page. Yeah, I mean, it's just we see different we're seeing different defenses that we have seen in the past. Um, trying to read, we, we have a lot of stuff where we read coverages and, and run routes to, to different spots, and we're just not on that same page. Um, but uh, I have to trust in these guys that we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, that's me knowing what they're thinking, me and them knowing what I'm thinking, um, and that's what makes our offense so good. So uh, something I don't want to lose. It's just about us practicing, going to work every single day, and, and kind of being on that same page. And we're so used to them being on the same page. Almost like that hidden chemistry. You know, the receivers would break off routes or whatever, and Patrick would find them. But now they're seeing they're, they're seeing about everything you could possibly see with teams, and that's only going to make you better at some point. And Patrick's got a memory that will bring it up. Hopefully it serves them well in the future. Again, I don't think the offense is the problem with this team. It would be ridiculous to say that. We know what the problem is. It's on the defense at this point. But when you hear about the communication issues, you, the first question is why? Same coaches, a lot of the same players back. Why is communication issues happening? Now, I will say this. They have flipped to the Hunter role. The Hunter, no more. That, 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 that aura is gone. Mahomes brought up the word aura with the CDOT yesterday on the drive on his conversation. But that, that's fine, though. Chip on the shoulder. Everybody's against them. You know, you know, they watch the stuff. They read the stuff. They hear the stuff. The defense, they know how bad they play. They, they hear it all the time. They can't escape it. With people talking about how bad they are. Well, it's on the radio. They're watching NFL Network. But you can't escape people talking about the Chiefs defense and how bad they're playing right now. But here was Mahomes when he was with CDOT yesterday in his weekly appearance on Monday afternoons regarding being embarrassed to the Bills. Kind of getting blown blown out at our home stadium. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that that can't happen whenever you want to you be a championship caliber team. And so um, it's about how, like I said, it's about how we respond now. It's about how we kind of get back at it 
how we go back to work, uh, knowing that we, we're going to have to play uh, great football the rest of the way out. And that hopefully they take that to, to heart. And hopefully the defense swallows a little bit of pride. You know, hey, teams are whipping you right now. You're on a historic pace. 7.1 yards per play. That's bad. They give up 21 yards per reception. 30 yards per reception in the first half. You can't do that. Hopefully the chip on the shoulder. Grant, I don't care what you've been doing, where you've been. If people constantly told you how bad you are at doing something, the best thing to do is you block out the noise. You try to prove people wrong. I mean, it seems like you, knowing you and your mentality, if you're doing something wrong, you want to do something right the next day. It's just kind of like inherently what we all want to do. Would you agree with me, though? They're not the 100 anymore. You can't really celebrate beating the Chiefs with three losses right now. Bills have already celebrated that. The Ravens have already celebrated. Chargers have already celebrated that. You don't think the teams are going to go out and try to give the Chiefs their best shot, though? Of course they are. But now they want to beat the Bills. Because now the perception is the Bills, who have a better Super Bowl odds than the Chiefs. You know, they're at the king king of the hill, the top of the hill right now. Can they maintain it? Can they handle all the arrows being flung at them? That'll be the question. I mean, but you're talking about the Chiefs still having the the third best odds in Vegas. They do. So it's like teams know that the Chiefs are still up there. Like, I don't think that the league is, like, entirely fooled that, like, suddenly the Chiefs are, like, bad. I think they're still going to be hunted. Even Austin Eckler, today they had a quote. He was was on a radio show uh, today, and he was talking about the Chiefs' problems. You know, it was hard for him to see it. He's like, I can't believe they're doing some of the things they're doing. Like, you don't see that with the Chiefs. Like, they're doing uncharacteristic things. But to say they're the gold standard, the pinnacle to beat anymore, can't say that. It's the hats flip, man. They're back to the hunter roll. I like when the Chiefs were in the hunter roll. I do. But I don't think that's how teams are going to view them. I don't think that's probably how they view themselves anymore. I, I don't think it's the same. Like Washington, I don't think they view I think they view the Chiefs. I think they're kind of scared right now if you're Washington. Because you know the Chiefs are pissed. They know the Chiefs are pissed. And it's a good football team coming in there with three losses. And they know the Chiefs are pissed. Now, on the flip side, they're playing on house money. Washington is. But. It's a different deal than the Chiefs being undefeated, rolling in there. I mean, it'd make their, make their whole year beating the Kansas City Chiefs. We've seen this before in sports. But that aura, is that aura still going to remain? I, I think the, the, the uh, script's been flipped. The Chiefs can't have that confidence. People don't look at them the same that they have in the past. They just haven't looked at them that way. Here was uh, Mahomes when he was with CDOT talking about getting that aura back. I think it's going to come with the, the way we work, man. I mean, at, at the end of the day, we have to get better. Um, we, we haven't played the, the way we wanted to play really all five weeks of the season. Um, and so we, we have to find a way to get better. And that starts at practice, starts in the film room. And then I think the leaders are stepping up and kind of setting that example and setting that tone. Um, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenge, man. We're facing adversity at, at the end of the day. And so uh, it's going to be how we respond, how we get back at it. And there's still a lot of, lot of season left, and we got to find a way to get it right back on track uh, as quickly as we can. Getting that aura back. By the way, the Braves have beaten the Brewers. It'll be the Braves. Uh, congratulations. They're either going to get a 107-win team or 106-win team in the NLCS, either the Giants or the Dodgers. It's a long flight, East Coast to West Coast for the Braves. But there, there's the team. There's the team right there that I'll be rooting for to win it all. And the odds are stacked against them. But the Brewers, you think about these windows being open and closed, like the Brewers never capitalized on all that talent that they accumulated. I mean, it can happen. It can happen fast. You got to be able to withstand that. And so the Brewers are seeing right now. 
the Kansas City Chiefs are getting the arrows thrown all around the national media. I'll highlight some that uh, anti-Chief at this point. Eh, they probably have a point with the way the defense is playing, but I'll let you know what they're saying next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Big at Night. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Get a little Dodgers Giants going. Get a little Lightning Penguins going, opening night in the NHL. October's best sports month. It just, it just is. You get a little bit of everything, though. Yeah, you do. I mean, you get all four of the big sports. Yeah. College football. NHL, NBA starting up. You got the baseball playoffs. You got uh, meat and potatoes of the Chiefs uh, NFL season, college football. 913 says, I don't get why so much blame goes on the defense when the Chiefs offense definitely lost that game on Sunday. (sighs) I will say the roughing the passer on Clark was a joke. I would have liked to have seen what happened. I know the Chiefs defense got those three punts there in the second half. But you know what, though? That's what defenses are supposed to do. You're supposed to stop the other team at some point. Can't give a ton of credit. Chiefs had 29 first downs in the game. The Bills had 20. Chiefs were 5 of 12 on third down. The Bills were 5 of 11. Chiefs gave up 436 yards of offense to the Bills. Bills buried them. They were up 24 to 13 at halftime. I mean, that game was starting to get out of reach because of the defense putting them in position. Yes, they made some stops in the second half. But again, it's hard for me to totally blame the offense. The offense is going to have bad games they are. And you would say there's a problem if they weren't historically good before that game. If they weren't historically good 
going in efficient. 36 drives, still scoring 33.5 points per game. Hadn't been done. As historically good as the offense was, the defense has been historically bad. Yes, they got some stops on Sunday, but it, it's hard for me in a nutshell to blame the offense. They they weren't in sync. I know Mahomes, I think he's pressing sometimes because it's, I, I call him Texas Tech Pat because that's how he had to play at Tech. You saw it a million times, Grant. He'd go on the field, 128th scoring defense out of 128 teams. There's 130 teams now, it's 128 his last year at Tech. That's the way he had to play football. And he's slinging it around. But nationally, they're starting to crush the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, epic fashion. Here was Colin Cowherd. Anytime a team goes heavy on blitzes and heavy on gimmicks, it's smoke and mirrors. I know we love Andy Reid. I know Tyreek Hill's the fastest human you've ever seen. Not name Usain Bolt. I know Patrick is really, really talented. But the Buffalo Bills passed the ball less than half as much and ended up with more passing yards. That is a problem for the Chiefs. It The, the Bills' offense was a problem for the Chiefs. I'm not buying this Usain Bolt thing, by the way. I've been in Team Tyreek on this. 40-yard dash? Man... Usain gets him in 100, man. Gets him in 60, and 40, he doesn't. Because that's what Usain ran, man. Like, he he, he, would just, he was a strider. He'd win at the end. Or kind of closing out third, you know, the bottom third of the race. Fastest guy in the world. But I don't know what he's been doing lately. I mean, surely he's probably not been training the way that he was when he was an Olympian. Tyree trains every day. He's a pro athlete. Yeah, but then you're just moving the goalposts. You're like, oh, but you'd get him in a 40, but not the 100. Howard's bolt. Mid-30s now at this point? Father time catches you, bro. Eventually it does. No, it does, but I don't know. Until proven otherwise, I'm still going to go with Bolt. Anyway, that was it. Here's Stephen A. Smith. Kansas City Chiefs are done. Let me say it right now. No. They're going to the postseason, sure, because of that dude, oh. Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Their, their defense is trash. They can't stop a cold. Let's just call it what it is, okay? They're awful. They're the worst defense in the league in points allowed. He doesn't seem too high on them. Second worst right. in yards allowed. Second worst against the run. Don't get me started with what they are against the pass. They are an atrocity. And oh, by the way, Steve Spagnuolo, I thought this was a, a defensive coordinator that was a Super Bowl champion. Wasn't he the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants in 2007 when they won the Super Bowl, when they beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? Suddenly, mm. he can't coach defense? I mean, my God, they're awful. They're awful. Now, we like Honey Badger, so we don't want to hold him too responsible because we know that brother right. can play. He don't can play. get me started with Sorensen. He got smoked. Don't get me started with Sneed. He got smoked. Oh, by the way, when you look at, I mean, some dude, Dawson Knox, is that his name? I mean, this dude, Knox, for the Buffalo Bills, he had a big-time game, okay? Stephon Diggs didn't even get off that much. Didn't have to. This defense is horrible. <laughs> It's the, it's the stuff I'm talking about. It's true, though. Everything he said, I mean, it's pretty factual. I mean, it's pretty accurate. Dawson Knox, you know, big game against him. Sorensen was was beaten bad. Sneed was there on a play as well. All that stuff was accurate, but that's the stuff you hear. And when you hear how bad you are, it should inspire you. Like, I'm waiting for that to kick in. Being told how bad you are all the time. Ryan Clark, former NFL player on ESPN. Chief defense sucks. 
Amen, brother. Period. I mean, it's period point Blake. And so many times we look at this offense and we can see all the things they, that they can do. We get so excited with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And, oh, my goodness, Travis Kelsey's under center. Oh, my goodness, Tyreek Hill's under center. Oh, now it's Patrick Mahomes. Look at what they do. But you have to be able to stop people. And the reason that Josh Allen was ran so much last night is because they knew he was in no danger. Right. Wasn't nobody going to hit him. Nobody was going to be physical. There was no way that that quarterback was going to be hurt because the Chiefs defense is soft. And when you're playing against a defense that's soft, you treat them as such. And that's what Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills did. It, it's hard to hear. It's hard, you know the defense has been playing bad. That, that ought to piss them off. It should. Because that stuff, you can't argue against it. But that's the perception about the Chiefs defense. It's a very accurate perception. You know, they're, it's the worst defense in the NFL. Historically bad. Like, that ought to just make you mad and want to fix it. Have some pride. These teams have been the back-to-back Super Bowls. Dan Orlovsky, who I usually like his analysis a lot, I usually think he's spot on. There's one inaccuracy here. The truth hurts, but yeah. the truth is a necessity. The Chiefs are a bad football team right now. Now, what are the things that we say when it comes to bad teams? We say, well, too many penalties. Right now, their offense has the fifth most penalties in football. Too many. Too- Stop him right there. That's factually inaccurate. They're not top five in penalties. As a matter of fact, as we sit right now, the Chiefs uh, are have only 30 penalties, 25th in the NFL. So keep going, Dan, but that's factually inaccurate. Turnovers. You touched on it, Green. They got 11 turnovers. That's tied with the, the, the Jaguars in the NFL, and they can't stop anyone on defense. Worst scoring defense in the NFL. So to put it into context, they give up 7.1 yards per play on defense. The 2,000 Rams are considered the greatest offense in the history of the NFL. That's the greatest show on turf. They average 7.0. So this defense gives up more yards per play than the greatest offense in the history of the NFL did. (laughs) I mean, that is bad. The Chiefs are a bad football team. And until they fix those things that we notoriously align with bad football teams, they will keep being a bad football team. So the rest of the stuff is accurate. The penalties wasn't. That's one area they've actually improved on because they're usually like top five in penalties. You know, last year they were fourth in penalties. This year they're at the bottom of the pile. Until they saw Carl Sheffers the other night who liked throwing flags on two of the most unpenalized teams in the NFL. 17 penalties between the Bills and the Chiefs in that game. So that part was inaccurate, but the rest of the stuff's accurate. If you were coaching the Chiefs, would you, would you take these clips and show them? I mean, I, I'd take them, show them the TV version of it, but wouldn't you show them this stuff? Hey, this is what they're saying about you. And it's true, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you like... Make on the plane, whatever you're talking about these uh, these quotes, aren't you? Aren't you bringing it up to them? I mean, if they're not already aware, I oh, think, they're aware. I was about to say, I think they're already plenty aware of what people are saying about them. But yeah, I mean, that's motivation 101, right? Yeah, I you mean, do positive. Now this is negative. <laughs> you're a bad. You're doing because you know it's all right. Except for Olavsky there with the penalties because that's actually they should be proud last year they were averaging 6.6 per game I mean it was it was that bad you know I, I looked this up that part you know, has come down they've got pro football reference for stats for refs too you can look up Carl Sheffer's uh he's flag happy isn't he's he? flag happy yeah that's the kind way to put it you Loves can look up those stats I just man if I'm the if I'm the NFL front office I, I'm throwing lightning delay you're starting to lose eyes eyeballs they're all about the ratings I mean Aren't you mad at Carl Sheffers for calling that uh, unnecessary roughness on the quarterback? Aren't you saying, can we keep the eyeballs to see if Mahomes can make this game closer? 
He was in charge of the Super Bowl, too. It's and bad a ton the, of flags I know, there. I know. It's a ton bad of as, flags, man. It's bad as the Chiefs were. They were down 31 to 20 at that point. The defense gets that turnover they've been coveting. Ripped away. Ripped away. Let them play, man. Just let them play. I wish they would Let the game do the talking. That's well, what yeah, I want. Not a conspiracy theorist, but you know what? Get on the, they're wired up. You know, just Let it go, Carl. Let it go. Let it go. Put that flag back up. See what Mahomes could do here. Let's see some magic. See if he can do something. You know, as bad as the game was, what can you do? Buffalo Bills, what can you do when the Chiefs are coming right back? Does that doubt keep creeping into your mind? Like, oh, no, here come the Chiefs again. All we've been told all week, all we saw last year is they're never out of games, which is true because they're always in them, except that was the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career that people have won by more than one possession, which is truly remarkable, to be honest with you. Because good quarterbacks get drilled. Ask Aaron Rodgers about game one against the Saints. Ask Tom Brady what happened to the Patriots a few times. Pasted in Kansas City 41 to 14 on a Chiefs team under the only team under Andy Reid that's not made the postseason, the 2014 Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs beat both Super Bowl participants that year, which is really funny. I mean, it's not funny. Join I mean, there's nothing really to say about it, but regardless, that's the way it was. But you know, you think about the nationally what they're saying about the Chiefs' defense. It ought, it ought to upset them. I mean, the, you know, Washington's answering the same questions about their defense. They, I mean, to go from the number two defense last year to where they're at now, 27th in the NFL, giving up 407 yards per game. Obviously, Chase Young hasn't been the same player for them. But to be 31 in scoring defense, Chiefs at 32. I mean, that's tough. But again, they've gone forward on fourth down the second most in the NFL. They're 6 of 10. They're going to be Riverboat Ron, man. They're going to be seeing fourth downs. So get used to that, Chiefs, because this team will go forward on fourth down. They have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. They're playing on house money. I don't think they're going to wild. I mean, beating the Chiefs would certainly make the season, but beating the Chiefs this year is different than last year. Agreed? Team was team won 14 games. Beating the Chiefs meant something. I, they could still win 14 games, technically. Technically, they could, Grant. <laughs> you want to let me... <laughs> extra game, 17 this year. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's, uh, it's really optimistic. Let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Hey, brother. Um, first off, I want to say uh, Big T and Shawnee, if you're listening, man, that rant you had last night on the Red Reaction Show was awesome. Woo-woo! Choo-choo! Yeah, he didn't. He didn't shoot you. Did you hear that? He lost his whistle. He lost his whistle, and he said the Chiefs don't deserve it. And I agree with him 100. percent I mean, the defense of all things, you run Big T's whistle, man. Right? I mean, you didn't think it could possibly happen. Didn't. We got we got dumb idiot friggin' super fan out here getting his butt beat up on national television, and then we got Big yeah, T. Yeah, super fan fighting. Whistle. Yeah, super fan fights. Yeah. The Chiefs defense is causing super fan fights and no whistle from Big T. I mean. I don't know. That fight might have happened, win or lose, to be honest with you. Sounds yeah. like some bad blood. Supposedly some really bad blood. Yeah. Well. Carrington yesterday was bashing Veach, and I agree with a lot of his points. I do think um, that Veach deserves a little bit of credit for a lot of his cornerback moves. Traverius Ward's needs some of the other guys. I think yeah, flipping Parker Anger for Traverius Ward that that was that was that was that was good. And again, yeah. he's won a Super Bowl and been the two straight. 
true, true. He's got I mean now that C dot argument is that that's all on the shoulders of, of Dorsey. The, these are all you know the, the core of this team is all Dorsey. If, but my only answer is if Dorsey was so good, why is he not still here? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously that's that's a, a good point. Now, I do agree with with Carrington about the defensive line, though. I think that is a glaring indictment on not just Deech, obviously, but it's Andy and Spags. I think that you know the fact that they signed Jaron Reed, and I was looking at the um, percentage charts for plays today, and Jaron Reed took a hit this week. He played less snaps this week than he did last week, and I hope that continues. I think Derek Naughty deserves a chance, and, and Tershawn Wharton deserves a chance to see what they can do instead of Jaron Reed because Jaron Reed's not getting it done, and I'm sick of this crap. His defense is going to completely destroy our chances of winning a Super Bowl. The offense has been extremely efficient, like you say. They've been awesome, but at the same time, they haven't been awesome, and Patrick hasn't been awesome. I mean, I, I heard what you were talking about earlier, and I missed part of the show. But, Jay, I honestly, I got to say, I, you know, obviously I love Patrick. and I, He's, he's got 106 quarterback rating and leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Again, Neil, were you thinking this the first four games of the year when they were historically good? Or are you letting one yeah. game kind of cloud your mind? No, 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 it's not one game. I mean, in the, in the Eagles game, he was phenomenal throughout the entire game practically. In the Chargers game, he had some lulls. He has thrown some, and he's thrown questionable passes throughout his entire career. And, you know, a lot of times he got away with it. And this year, so it's coming back to him a little bit. So that's fine. I still think he's obviously the greatest talent in the NFL, and he's got the, the track record. You know, his track record is history. He's better than anybody. I don't care who you want to put up against them, uh, with the exception of Tom Brady. But his track record, he's better than Buffalo's kid, and he's better than Los Angeles's kid. I don't care what they look like right now. Patrick has the history, and so therefore he's still the best in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. However, currently, as we stand right now, I don't think he's playing his best football, and it is hurting us. Um, now, it's not all his fault. I think the, the majority of the fault still goes on the defense, and the defensive line is still 100% to blame for of everything. Of course, man. If this, is like a, if this was like the 21st defense or the 20th defense, I mean, Mahomes, yeah. despite the defense playing bad, despite his turnovers, which two of those interceptions aren't his fault, they went through the hands of the receivers. It's tough to, to throw a ball and hit a receiver in the hands and still get an interception, but it's happened twice this year. We're not talking about any of this because they were in position to win every game except for this last one. Despite the turnovers, despite the defense, he had them right there at the end to win the game. Hell, they were at the Baltimore 34-yard line before Clyde coughed it up. Yeah, and and I agree with you 100% about the Sheffers call. And In fact, I'm, I'm really curious. Can Andy Reid literally just go to the league and say, hey, I do not want Carl Sheffers doing our game? Unfortunately I mean, not. Three-game history now um, of him completely destroying our chances of, of winning a game, in my opinion. I mean, the Raider game from last year was a complete joke. That game should have never been nearly as close as it was. Um, and then the Super Bowl, obviously, it's not just the Chiefs fans. The entire nation, the entire national broadcast 
uh, everybody was saying how bad the referees were, especially against us in the Super Bowl. And now we have this really, really horrible, questionable call. Yeah, yeah well, I'm with you, Neil, but that Tampa's defense, that front four, there was a, I mean, there was a lot more to it than just – in the offensive line play, there's, there's more than just the officials. There was the problem. I love to say that too, but, you know, I'll say this. You know, I've heard it a lot lately. Don't forget, Veach was still here under Dorsey's an SEC scout. Like, a lot of people don't know this stuff, but he was kind of in on Cream Hunt. He was scouting him out, telling him to read the watching, some action. Big reason Cream Hunt's here because of Brett Veach under Dorsey, but Brett Veach really for that guy. Brett Veach was the guy that brought in Mahomes. Now, ultimately, it's not Dorsey or Veach to pick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. Don't make no mistake about it. Don't fool yourself in these arguments of Dorsey or Veach on Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. 100%. It was Andy Reid. But the draft has been a problem. Not going to lie to you. There's a lot of guys I've liked better. No question about it. I do like some of the trades they've done. Charverius Ward, Parker Hanger, love that one. you got to find a way to get the contract in. But the real test of Veach comes in this next draft. I love what he did with the offensive line. He was charged to do it. I love the Trey Smith pick. Might be the pick of the draft considering where he went and how good he is. Creed Humphrey, no no problems with those guys. None. Those good draft picks. See what he can do with the defense. Talk about that in college football and take your calls next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Big at Night. Man, I'm telling you, one nothing Dodgers here. Got the little things cooking. Cannot wait to get home, crack a beer, watch the end of this one. Who the Braves going to get? Now, the Giants win. You clinch this series over. Dodgers takes another one. Grant, you still excited about your Wildcats? Yeah, 100%. Of course. We lost to watch. two top 10 teams. I can't believe it. Nothing to sneeze at. That Oklahoma game, man. That, they, they did that so bad. So Oklahoma was right there for the taking. As they have been, but no one can land the punch to knock them out. No effect, uh, no offense, X Factor, but no one's landed that knockout punch on Oklahoma. Did you see what Oklahoma's doing? The switch to Caleb Williams? Wasn't that a little, I mean, it wasn't the magnitude of Tua to Jalen Hurts in the title game against Georgia. 
Jalen Hurts is 26-2. and two. Saban, one of the riskiest moves you'll ever see in football, going with Tua over a guy that was 26-2 and two at halftime, but it won him a, another ring on his way to seven rings, the most decorated college football coach in history, Nick Saban. But bottom line is, that switch to Caleb Williams, after he had that 66-yard run against Texas, Caleb Williams, he was the number one recruit in different services. I think Rivals had him number fifth recruit o- overall. 247 had him seventh. But then Caleb Williams led that comeback, and Lincoln Riley's still undecided. This Caleb Williams team now, isn't that weird to think of Spencer Rattler, a guy there, talk, people talking about the NFL. We'll see what happens with Rattler. Heisman favorite coming into the season. And then a freshman, true freshman coming in like Caleb Williams did. Who takes the first snap on Saturday, though? I don't know. I go Caleb Williams. I'd go Caleb Williams, too, because, like, he looked better. He's more fun. It seems like the team rallies around him for whatever reason. A lot of people are saying it's not much fun to play with Spencer Rattler. That's what I I heard that, too. I mean, I don't know. I'm not with that program, but I've heard the same thing. I just have some friends that are, like, Oklahoma grads, so they're kind of plugged in on that side. And, you know, the scuttlebutt is he's not much fun to play with. You know what? And it's reflected on the field. By the way, the college game is going on right now. Louisiana Raging Cajuns up 27-6 to on App State. Both of them 4-1 and college football teams. I'm sure you don't really care, to be quite honest with with you, unless you're an, an alum of App State or... Louisiana, you're probably watching that game instead of the NHL or this. But the bottom line is, the playoffs can be awesome this year. The, you know what's going to happen? The SEC going to get two teams. Alabama going to meet Georgia in the SEC title game, beat them, and both teams get in. What's going to happen in the Big Ten? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Again, unless you're an alum of the Big Ten, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I find it interesting. Do you find the Big Ten interesting? I think right this now is, it is the most interesting conference in football. This is the first year in like four or five years where it feels like the Big Ten is like legit, right? And I don't even know if it's Iowa. It feels like there's just like a handful of like really good teams there. I'm excited to see the two Michigan teams play. Well, here, here's the thing about Iowa: Big Ten West. It's Iowa, Minnesota, and Purdue, and Wisconsin the top four. The East. It's got the Michigan Wolverines, undefeated. Michigan State Spartans, undefeated. Even a lot of people had them picked last in the West coming in this year, but they're proving them wrong. Then you have Ohio State. Then you have Penn State all with losses. And they all play each other, which is going to make it interesting. So whoever Iowa gets that Big Ten title game, see, that's going to be interesting too. What are they going to do? Dude. If it's Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, or Penn State, they beat Iowa. What are you going to do with Iowa? If Iowa didn't have a loss until then, they're going to get the same respect the SEC will get in the college football playoffs by getting two teams? I hope so. It'd be fun, although that quarterback for Iowa I think is terrible. But then you're leaving out Cincinnati. And I yeah. think like yeah. Cincinnati's probably going to cruise. I mean, Again, college football happens. I get that. But they don't have anybody left on their schedule. I think Desmond Ritter's put himself, what, odds-wise he has in the Heisman race. But future Big 12 team Cincinnati undefeated. Wouldn't that be insane if they won the national title and then or got at least a bid and then joined the Big 12 and it's like, oh, suddenly they have to play teams every week? What would the AAC do on Twitter in the Big 12? Would Big 12 be like, you know, get on Twitter going, 
Oh, we can't wait to have them in the in the Big 12 Conference. AAC said, hey, we won the national title. Oh, it, the team's leaving. Yeah, I, I don't know. That'd be funny, though. Who's your Heisman front runner at this point? Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss. I really like him. Bryce Young was right up there, too. And again, both of them won losses. Bryce Young did beat Matt Corral uh, in a game in Tuscaloosa two weeks ago. You had to put them both there. Kenneth Walker, love him at Michigan State, the running back. Love everything about Kenneth Walker's game and what he can do. C.J. Stroud's really coming on. He's got 10 touchdown passes for Ohio State the last two weeks. And by the way, in his loss, 44 and three touchdowns against Oregon. I think it'd be fun if it's one of the G5 guys, if they're able to do it. You know, uh, Ritter that you talked about, yep. or McCall for Coastal. Those two teams are going to have great records. Now, Grayson so. just keeps winning, but he won't show up in Heisman odds. Which no. is funny because he just keeps winning. Well, and I think I saw something today where he's like currently on pace to break the passing efficiency mark for for college football again or something. Oh, the teal turf, the teal turf gets him. <laughs> anyway, that's college football. I, I, I'd like to talk a little more college football. I get that, but uh, no, Neil, stay on the line. Come up next. We'll get back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, are they the second best team in the AFC? I still say yes. What says you next? This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Bank at Night. By the way, Grant, my slate this weekend, I don't have three TVs, so one will be on the phone. 11 a.m. Be watching some Cincinnati, but Michigan State, Indiana. Glancing at that, but really going to be watching Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas A&M, Missouri, 11 a.m. 2. Kentucky, Georgia, 2.30. No question. BYU and Baylor be fun. Another future Big 12 team, BYU. 6.30, TCU at Oklahoma. Iowa State, Kansas State, baby. Farmageddon, let's go. Let's go Ole Miss and Tennessee. This is going to be a fun weekend of college football. Real quick, Neil wants to chime in one more time about the whole argument. Are the Chiefs the second-best team in the AFC? Yeah, I would go with that. I mean, I mean, based on everything right now, the record, I don't know if you could really truly say second. I'd say maybe third or fourth at this moment. But do they have the ability to be the second best or the best? Absolutely, and hopefully we get there. Um, thank you so much, Jay. The very first thing I, I, th- I talked to you, the very first time I talked to you at Bink at Night on this format, I said I love this format because it's great the way we could just sit and kind of just talk. You don't have to, like – be worried about running through your take in 30 seconds. Well, you were up and against the break, awesome. though, so I had to run through you quick there, Neil. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother, and I really appreciate you having me back on. I'll be quick. One more point I wanted to make. I love Pete Sweeney's comment in the post game with you about um, Dirty Dan and Spags, and he was so respectful about how Spags is so good with the media, and he loves Spags, and he thinks he does a great job. But at this point, the question has to be asked about why – Thornton is still getting 100% of the snaps, and I can't wait for Thursday's press conference for, for Pete to ask that question. I'm really looking forward to it because Thursday coordinators, that's Dan, right. As much as I love Dirty Dan and all the history he has and everything he did for us, right now he sucks. And it's not necessarily all his fault. It's primarily the defensive line fault. The defensive line plays better, the secondary is better, and Dirty Dan doesn't look as bad. But I, to Pete's point, I think it's really time to get Thornhill out there a lot more. And if not Thornhill, if he's not the answer, then Armani Watts. Pete mentioned Armani Watts, and I think it's a great point. And Let's see what he's got. It was special teams we've seen him. But, you know, at this point, Neil, anything. When you're last, the only way to go up is, is up. I mean, seriously, when you're last, I mean, you try everything. 
Precisely. Armani Watts and Thornhill can't be any worse than what we're getting out of Dirty Dan right now. Last thing, Jay, I'll let you go. Thanks for everything again. But um, I will never forget exactly where I was during the Correa um, error and exactly what happened after that. Yeah, I, where I'll were tell you? The whole story some other time. Oh, okay. Where was I? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Where were you? You want to hear the whole story? No, just, I don't have time for that. Just give me a quick version. I was. At, I, was at, I went to Johnny's. And they were still getting their butts kicked, and so I went to Calvert's to get my oil changed. I asked them, "Can I can I get it done right away?" They you were at a bar, and then you went to get your oil changed. Well, yeah, because they were still. I I got there, and they were still like losing. They were still down like five to one or whatever the score was exactly. And then I so I was like, "Well, screw this! I'm going to run over to Calvert's real quick and see if they could take me right away." They did take me right away, but while they were, I was getting my oil changed. Everything was happening, and I was listening to it, and I was like. I got to get back to Johnny's. And <laughs> thankfully, they got me done really quick. I got back to Johnny's. I was literally getting out of my car as the Correa play was happening. I might have just stayed there, the man. I got to the bar and I saw the live on TV the next hit when we took the lead. It was like, and I'll never forget that entire day. It was just amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I might have stayed there. I'm. Hey, by the way, Neil, thanks for listening. It. I mean, we were on to like three a.m. or two a.m. something like that. I think it was three a.m. Actually, it was. It was a late one. On Sunday? Yeah. You guys were putting in the extra Because of the lightning delay, then you had network, then we had post-game. But I'm pretty sure he didn't get home until about 4. The whole deal was talk Chiefs and Waffle House. But he referenced Pete. Pete Pete was on. (laughs) You know, bless Pete. He was on late with me, and he did 6.15. He's doing TV with uh, 41. That's Pete, though, man. Because you know what you live for this time of year? You live for football season. We all year and off season, we talk draft and all that. I love that. Training camp's fun, going up to St. Joe and all that, but nothing, and I mean nothing, beats, well, nothing beats the postseason, but the regular season, man. When you see all these signings the Chiefs did in the offseason, what they did in the draft, again, there's a ton of question marks, but with the NFL, you always get answers to what you thought the problems were. Lots of question marks, but you always get answers. It's the same thing about the draft graders. They gave the Chiefs a C plus and they drafted Mahomes. <laughs> gotta let you're, things play out. You're never out a gonna bit. let that go. You gotta man. let things play 20 out. Twenty years from now, you're gonna be like, oh, they gave him a C plus. You're damn right I will. Those guys are terrible. What do you think of my Zach Wilson takes now? I was right there with you. I thought Zach Wilson was gonna be a bum. Somebody has to be the Mitch Trubisky of this draft. It's going to be Wilson. Part of the problem is because he's on the Jets. I mean, that's a lot of his problem. Another system, you might be better, but that team stinks out that loud. That seems to be a career ender, man. Not for Darnold. Nah, I mean, come on, man. They're 3-2. and two. I mean, you know, they just lost to the Eagles. All right. I digress. Big thanks to Ron Copper, who had pride.com for joining us. And Vern talking a little baseball, October 12, 2015. To come back against the Astros, good stuff. Always thanks to you, Grant Nicholson, as well. Good night, everybody. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.